I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Israel launched another wave of military strikes against targets in Gaza today. The Palestinian death toll from the bombings has now surpassed 100 people. Meanwhile, militants in Gaza continued to fire rockets into Israel, more than 100 today alone. Three Israelis were killed in one strike last week. The latest violence follows a particularly gruesome day in Gaza yesterday, including one attack that killed nine members of a single Palestinian family. In a few moments, we'll hear the view from Israel, but first the BBC's Paul Danaher in central Gaza. He visited the site of an Israeli strike today, a building used by several international media organizations, but also by the militant group Islamic Jihad. As I got there, it was still on fire. Uh, Smoke was billowing up and wrapping itself around this kind of 10-story building. Now, the Israelis say the target was Islamic Jihad, and uh, it appears they did kill the head of the media section of Islamic Jihad's armed wing. But as I came towards the building, I could see there were a lot of other people that were on the seventh story, which was five stories above. So there was a lot of concern at the time that the building uh, wasn't put out, uh, that the people above may have been uh, injured. It seems that in the end, the, the only casualties were the Islamic Jihad people. Right. And uh, many other injuries, as you say, including a man you saw uh, brought out of that uh, media building who was burnt from uh, head to toe. I mean, it does feel based on your dispatches, which we're following closely here in Boston, that today represents in Gaza a notch up in the aggressiveness, uh, not to mention the symbolic number of now 100 dead inside Gaza from the fighting. Am I correct in that sense that the level of violence is at a different point than it was before the weekend? Yeah, you are. I mean, the, it, it's been gradually going up. It's been lurching upwards from Friday. Yesterday was the worst single event when a, uh, an Israeli strike was carried out on a house uh, of the Dulu family. There was a bit of confusion about that this morning. The Israeli newspapers were reporting that it was a complete mistake based on a technical error, according to their sources. And the IDF then came up with another story, and then they had another story. And the final story they came out with was that they had meant to target the house, and they were trying to uh, attack a senior Hamas uh, militant, and they believed he was hiding in this house, or that it wasn't his house, but they don't actually know whether he was there. Uh, all we do know about this story is that 10 other people were, uh, four of them children, and they all died. And I, I saw yesterday I was there when they were trying to dig people out. It was a terrible, uh, traumatic scene. There was a, a small baby girl that was carried out in the arms of one of the guys digging people out, and we went back today, and they were still trying to search for some of the bodies. Uh, every night we are in a hotel room and it is literally shaken by the, the scale of the bombardment that's going on. Uh, the last couple of nights it's been coming from the, the IDF, uh, the naval forces they have on the coast who are firing in artillery rounds. And the thing about an artillery round, which is different from an airstrike, is with an airstrike there is a sense of, of it being a bit more precision, whereas artillery rounds are notorious for going slightly astray. So... I've always found I can sleep through an airstrike, but I, I can't sleep through an artillery bombardment because you just don't know where it's going to land. The BBC's Paul Danaher speaking with us from Gaza. Carl Scrembri is a spokesman for Oxfam there. Earlier today, he visited Shifa Hospital in Gaza City to see how staff there has been dealing with the many casualties. He describes what he saw as he made his way there. The first thing that struck me was the creepiness in the streets. They are basically empty. Then what was... You know, a, a bit of a lull this uh, morning from 10 to 3 in the afternoon. Then that's when we, we've had we've had other airstrikes starting again. Right. One one scene I've passed through was the destruction, the complete destruction of a football ground, which is like one big crater in more 
densely populated areas like refugee camps. That's where uh, a lot of civilian casualties uh, have been reported. Right. So given what you've just told me, what kind of injuries are they seeing at the hospital? This is the main hospital in, in the Gaza Strip. It's a general hospital where most of the injuries in the north go to. What they were saying is the majority of the, the, the injuries they're getting is civilian people, especially young people, uh, children and, and mothers. Um, I saw actually a young man being uh, transferred. He was in excruciating pain with his pelvis basically completely destroyed by shrapnel oh that had entered into their house. And he was being transferred to Egypt because he cannot be treated here. He needs much more sophisticated medical services. The, the staff also told you uh, at the hospital that supplies are starting to run low. What, what were they particularly concerned about? The w- one thing they mentioned was uh, anesthetic, which is critical. They, they are running out of anesthetic, and that means they wouldn't be able to do surgeries. They're running out of disposable medical supplies and drugs. The bigger picture, which one has to keep in mind, is that Gaza is always running out of medical supplies because it is under blockade. This is the fifth year. Now we've entered the sixth year of Gaza under blockade. And that means there is no free flow of material coming in according to needs, but it's only according to what is allowed by uh, Israel, which keeps Gaza under blockade, and by what comes in through the tunnels. So, um, when it comes to medical supplies, the flow is always limited and it never, it's never enough. So you can imagine that when you are in an emergency, you have already what is already a strained medical system is put under even further strain because it is an emergency. You have even the strain on the blood supplies, for example, is a problem. That was Oxfam spokesman Carl Skembri describing how casualties are being treated at Shifa Hospital in Gaza City.